electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla. Jim Cramer is back at post night of the New York Stock Exchange. David Faber as well. Futures are red to start this shortened week, led by this week guidance at Walmart and Home Depot today. A 10-year 3.9. VIX around a one-month high today. Our roadmap is going to begin with a retail checkup. As we said, shares of Home Depot and Walmart falling ahead of the open, both with some cloudy outlooks for the year. Plus, pressures building the Biden administration, accusing Norfolk Southern of putting profits over safety. Oh. The rail company's CEO promising to do right by the community. And Meta moves to launch a new paid verification service. My friend Jim Cramer here calls it a great beginning. Let's get a uh, rough start here for Walmart and Home Depot. The guidance disappointing the street and overshadowing some of the quarterly results of the two. Which one do you want to handle first? Well, I think that Walmart, because it's the largest retailer in the world, uh, begs to see why it really should be down as much. The reason I say that is because... Well, this also applies to Home Depot. Walmart has historically been very conservative at the beginning of the year when it gives us guidance. The actual quarter was very good. But let, let's figure out what they really have to do. You're John Rainey, who's the uh, fabulous CFO, by the way, from PayPal. Now, at Walmart, David, mm-hmm. historically guides conservatively. Is, yep. is there any? Is there anything that would make him want to be aggressive about his outlook at a time when we can't even figure out whether the 10-year's right, the two-year's right, the Fed's right, the unemployment's right. No. So I just, there's no sense to stick your neck out. That's a, it, I mean, it's a great point, and it obviously, his, his comments on the call are indicative of that. It's really kind of saying it. Listen, supply chain issues have abated. Yes. Uh, prices, though, still high. Considerable pressure on the consumer. And so, to your point, trying to predict where things are going with macro conditions being what they are at this point in terms of consumer behavior, we'll stay cautious. Yeah, I think that the analysts uniquely don't ever go to Walmart. I don't believe that. I mean, Carl, you go to Walmart right now, you see two things. You see the branded price, which is very high. And you see how they're, how they're reacting to the consumer, which is their, the private label difference between the brand and their own store. I have never seen this big. And that's a sense, makes a sense why Doug McMillan, who will be on Mad Money tonight, is saying the consumer's choice here. Choice here means, frankly, they're willing to buy the private label. And I think that that's a great story for Walmart that's not told enough. Why do you think, I mean, when comps come in at 8-8, eight, eight, uh, the commentary is consumer very pressured, balance sheets running thinner, uh, savings rate declining. Why? I mean, well, that's now that's people buying the good value, which is their uh, brand, their their own house brand. You can see the trade off if you buy good value uh, equivalent of Oreos, so-called twist and shouts. You're saving a dramatic amount over a branded Oreo, which will put pressure, by the way, ultimately on Mondelez. I mention these, David, because there is not I've never seen so many side by side comparisons, including organics. You know, they're going up against the Katy Perry 
vinegar that you like so much, the apple vinegar. Oh, yes, they you know, offer their own. The brag, they have their own, which is so low that you just say, you know what? I see what the consumer's doing. Consumer's not paying up for Katy Perry and, all, and, and, uh, and Bloom, who I'm always very jealous of. Right. They're going for the for the lesser priced organic. And I would assume there's a lot of margin in a Katy Perry Thank organic. You. Thank you. I mean, what they're doing, the consumer's not buying the name brand. Why should they? There's, you know, in the end, they are pretty much the same. And we've seen this typically in, in a recession, which is what's freaking people out. What I think is happening is, is that the, if your savings rate is lower, you're spending it on travel and leisure. We've seen unabated travel and leisure spending. Look at America's Best stock. That's what's telling you. At 177, America's Best is telling you where the consumer is. Uh, I look at the consumer going to Walmart and say, listen, I can save a little. I, I know. I, I, I can bet that when I buy their organic food, and it's the grocery store of the world, I'm paying so much less than the other organic loaded up. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, General Mills today says uh, we see uh, we do not see our elasticities changing from the first half of the year. And they they raise guidance today, say, look, we're frustrated, too, but it's the environment we're in on pricing. But uh, there is there is here's an odd observation, but I'm going with the consumer cares more about the what the pet eats than what they eat themselves. I know that, David, you're a, a pet owner. So bear me, bear me out. You'll buy Blue Buff before you buy branded Oreo. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I'll buy whatever it takes for, for Scoop, without a doubt. Right. Without, That's whatever why Smucker went, Smucker went um, to dog snack food. They don't, yeah. I don't think they want to compete directly with Blue Buff. That which, said, by the I way, do, is, is center aisle at Walmart. I do stick with my branded cookies. I do. Oh, I do. I don't go lower end. Do you go branded mind. snacks because for your dog? Um, that's, that's smucker. No, well, my they dog's a vegetarian, the... so I mean, we go. We're in a whole new level no, of, absurd, of absurdity. A year from now, the dog will be vegan, and that's just the end of well, all of us. Well, because he was getting ear infections. What can I tell you? Whatever it takes for. Is the dog on that keto? Everyone's losing a lot of money on keto. No. keto. But to your point, or to Carl's point, Jim, and coming back to Walmart for a second, in terms of the stock. Yeah. I mean, you are talking about a company that you know saw U.S. comp sales up 8.3 percent in the fourth get, quarter. Give it the program. 13.9 percent in the two-year stack, as they say. In other words, going back two years to compare where sales were. What are you willing to pay with your view that guidance is perhaps overly cautious? Uh, 140, 142 seems fine for me. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that Walmart, and I'm going to talk about this tonight, Walmart's opportunity in e-commerce is extraordinary. you got 4,000 stores. Every single one of them is a fulfillment center. Meanwhile, Amazon's afraid to fire anybody because they don't know whether it's going to get to the next day. Uh, Walmart has such an advantage over them. Think about how many whole foods you need in order to be able to compete with Walmart on a fresh food basis. Walmart is not playing to its strong suit or talking about it enough, which is the way to be able to defeat the colossus that is Amazon. That is the storyline that is not being addressed. Hmm. Uh, City today does say we believe the guidance will prove conservative. Yes. Uh, 4Q marks the third consecutive quarter of EPS beats since the CFO joined. Ugh. And we believe this will turn out to be conservative as well. Anyone who remembers Rainey at PayPal knows that he puts out a number uh, that is conservative. Not a number. David, he's not doing the beaten race. Right. Trying to generate that. He's a cautious individual. Some people are cautious. By the way, Some in people this, are in this economic Some people are reckless. In this economic environment, it probably pays to be cautious because, frankly, we don't know. I mean, right. so this, um, is, this is the soft landing versus hard landing. Yeah. I mean, Doug McMillan is a great guy. Yes, he he's very smart in what he's done. Uh, he's, the, the amount of what he's sourcing overseas. I mean, you know, he's sourcing in Indonesia, uh, uh, Sri Lanka. He, he's sourcing in Pakistan. Huge amount of clothes from Jordan. 
Okay, not all China, although obviously seasonals are China. Really, all he wants to talk about is how much the source in the U.S., right? If you ask him well, about all this stuff. Well, you know, stuff, the problem is the source in the U.S. is going to just keep coming lar- back to U.S. Well, it's lar- I think it's largely, Mr. McMillan, I think will still come on after I say this, um, largely food, but remember, they are a big grocer. But when I, when I pol- police the aisles, not peruse, but police, I find two things that are made in America. One is polyvinyl flags, and the other is reverse tablecloths. Otherwise, I, I found much more made in uh, Eastern and Central uh, Asia. You get down to that level of granularity. I have Double no choice. tablecloths no, and polyvinyl flags. Do you want to see the darn pictures? Do you want to no, see the I, pictures? I I'll show you the darn labels. I follow your Twitter. No, no, no. I, you're, I can tell you're doubting Tom. I'm not a doubter. I'm not a doubter. Okay, well, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Walking the aisles of Walmart this in your is spare Mr. time. This is why Tim wouldn't Burns you store. want to? Tim Burns' store. Mr. Burns. Ha, ha, ha. Store manager. Excellent, Smithers. <laughs> we spend, look at that, look at that at Walmart. We got the equivalent of $1,000 for $322. Yep. Yep. Sold to Emma Kramer. Not bad. Not bad. Very Not nice. bad. We can be proud as a country again. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> but anyway, national nightmare is over, I think. Oh, yes. my God. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Nixon, or President Nixon, whatever you want to call him. Look at this. I'm just going to show. Of oh, more? We got I just more pictures, show you. more show and these, tell? Look at these. Wish we could show these with the Yeah, viewers. by the way, you know, we're, fleece, we're in a visual medium. Fleece open pants. You want to share with the class made, here? Made in India. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry to be so granular, but I think the important point that people have to understand is that Walmart is making it so prices are lower in this great country. By their own. Well, speaking of lower prices, uh, Home Depot, uh, first revenue miss in several years, yes. uh, comps down. But if it hadn't been for lower lumber costs, Jim, comps would have been positive. Well, you know, we got to be careful about the kind of thing because what you really are getting at is how much is Home Depot making money by not lowering price? You know, Home Depot's have faced with a difficult situation. Ted Decker, the CEO, is really brilliant. Do you want to keep price up and then risk having people go to another store? Uh, or do you want a lower price and bet that more people come? Now, given the fact the professional was very strong, what you're trying to entice is the, is the, D, is, you know, is the do-it-yourself person from Lowe's. I think Ted Decker's got the right algorithm. I want the pro here at this point. I think the, the do-it-yourself is kind of dropping off by nature because the do-it-yourself was a lot of ho- uh, work from home. I want the pro. They've got the pro. This company is, signals how well it's doing by the dividend increase. And that is one heck of a dividend. Ten percent div hike. Can't uh, cut a dividend. Uh, extra billion dollar in employee comp. You know, uh, David, there are yes. going to be people who say the Fed is going to freak out because they gave an extra billion dollars to, empl- to employees. I say, you want to freak out? How about having to train a new employee every day because somebody left for greener pastures? This is a great investment. Costco teaches us that if you can pay them a certain price that they don't leave, they stay, you don't have the dead weight loss of training people, which means literally two quarters where that person is being uh, taught and is not helpful not to the bottom line. No employer retention. Listen, you've made the point many times. It's extremely Are you important. saying that I'm particularly, boring? No, I'm not saying you're appreciate boring. That. I'm just saying that you come back to the same themes I, many I'm times. I'm saying that if you watch this Last thing. of Us, it's frightening. <laughs> I, am de- I, I got the guy from Last of Us next to you. Show me your fungi. <laughs> the mushroom people? Yeah. Uh, he, we were talking about The Last of Us before we went on TV. That's why he's bringing okay. it up now. All Back right. to Home Depot, though. Yeah. Um, okay. No, I'm not. Uh, he I was a carp. Him. He is like a. He, he was a contractor, actually. So yeah. that makes sense. All right. Your so connection let's, there. Okay. Right. We need to talk about Home Depot from the point of view that there are many people who misunderstand what people are trying to do when it comes to their home. What are they trying to do, Jim? I think they've done what they want to do. Ah. That's that goods over services. They've renovated the heck out of their place. 
That's why you need the professional. David, is there anything that people haven't done? Um, they've, upgraded, they've upgraded their deck by using Trex or Azek. They've upgraded their appliances, as we know from Whirlpool. They've upgraded the windows. They've upgraded the floors. They're done. And that's what you're seeing. Okay. Guess we can move on now, Carl. Well, oh, I like yeah. the the General Mills is annoying me. Why? Because you want them to see price. They're so good, but you want the cereal price to come down. Yeah. Uh, they now see full year revenue up ten, prior eight to nine. Uh, full year EPS up seven to eight, prior four to six. This General Mills yeah. we're talking. Yeah, General, General Mills. Mills is so well. Remember the old General Mills? They were just called generous mills because they couldn't make the numbers. Now they're crushing it. Meanwhile, Kellogg is really, I, I'd say, disconcerting. Okay. Three and a half percent yield, doing that great breakup. Doing they the big breakup. Do, yeah. I don't know. I, we're, General Mills demands more attention, Carl, because that's what people eat. And we want to get the grocery at Home Depot is extraordinary. I, I don't want to see branded products still doing this well. Branded has to be chased down by private labels. Not happening yet. Uh, yeah, it's a good, a good question. I know uh, General Mills. Uh, uh, presenting at Cagney today. Uh, right. We'll hear more about it. And Cagney's very important because they're going to be setting the tone for all year for what people put on their on their, their plates. Uh, and I am, you know, if you're front and center on inflation, it's that. You have to eat. That's what Pal didn't count on. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to how this is all filtering uh, to some of the macro desks, the calls from Goldman and Morgan Stanley over the oh, weekend. Morgan, yes. How about the, yeah, the, we've got the nuclear winter people yes. and people who say, listen, the 10-year's got to go to 5.6 and I don't know. I tend to think that, once again, we're in a bull market that looks like a bear market for a couple of days at a time. I love being back here. <laughs> I've been saying this stuff to myself every day in the mirror, and it's good to have other people. Walking the, walking really? the, walking the. When you're shaving, you're like, ski daddy. No, like, I'll cut I, myself. Just mutters to himself, but, walking the aisles of Walmart. And I've been looking, I was like, looking for that Chinese um, billionaire in the aisles of Walmart. Oh, Not yeah, there. the guy from Renaissance. Yeah. 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 I don't know where he is. He, there's no Renaissance there. He's, He's kind been, of the dark ages. It's been disappeared. Yeah. We got some geopolitics in the mix as well today. Uh, the latest on the president's trip to Poland after that surprise visit to Ukraine over the weekend. Also ahead, criticism building against Norfolk Southern following that train derailment in Ohio. We'll talk about that and some interviews still to come today. Take a look at futures here. Obviously, weakness in light of what we've just discussed. More Squawk on the Street continues after a short break. You seek the key, but first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. 
You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. The president in Poland a day after that surprise visit to Ukraine, showing support for that nation as we approach the first anniversary of the Russian-Ukraine war. Our Kayla Tausche joins us this morning with the latest. Morning, Kayla. Good morning, Carl. Today, President Biden and Polish President Duda affirmed the critical relationship between the U.S. and Poland, a country with 10,000 U.S. troops on the ground that serves as a key channel for military assistance to reach Ukraine. The leaders meeting in Warsaw one year following the war's early weeks when they last met in March 2022. The U.S. president will deliver a speech from Warsaw later this morning that advisors say won't be a direct attack on Vladimir Putin, but will paint Russia and other countries that challenge democracy as outliers on the world stage. President Biden arriving in Kyiv yesterday, a furtive mission meant to shore up support there, announcing $460 million in new aid to Ukraine, the 32nd of such packages since the war began. And new warnings now over the weekend from Secretary of State Tony Blinken and Deputy Treasury Secretary Wally Adeyemo that companies or individuals in Beijing that support Russia's war will be sanctioned. President Putin, meanwhile, speaking from Moscow today, told the West to prepare for a long war and pulled back from a nuclear arms control deal deepening a fissure between Russia and NATO allies. U.S. officials this morning said they remain ready to talk to Moscow on arms control, which they say is too big an issue not to find ways to keep it in place. Back to you. Uh, Kayla, some thoughts about how China now plays into some of this. Uh, TASS reportedly said today that uh, the Chinese uh, ambassador or official was in Russia and Moscow. And then this journal piece that suggests that uh, President Xi is having some kind of rethink about the war because they're afraid that Russia, uh, a long-term strategic partner at least, uh, should avoid a, any kind of large-scale defeat at this point. Well, there are still big questions about exactly how President Xi and the PRC view what's transpired over the last 12 years. There have been reports that President Putin told President Xi early on that it would be a quick and swift victory to take Kyiv. Uh, and certainly that is not what has played out over the last 12 plus months. Uh, so certainly, uh, you know, as this continues to go on, uh, China has a lot of choices to make. That's what we keep hearing from administration officials, whether they want to support an effort uh, that so far has been protracted with no clear and easy victory for President Putin, or whether they can allow President Putin to suffer a defeat in this case. It remains to be seen. But Carl, there's also that journal article from a couple weeks ago, um, a, a very uh, lengthy investigation that found that uh, after an analyzing some of the Russian customs data, that there were, in fact, a handful of Chinese companies that had been supplying support to Russia. So how the administration responds to that is something we're closely watching. Yeah. Uh, between uh, Putin and the president and uh, NATO, uh, a lot of headlines to absorb today after a long weekend. Kayla, thanks. Uh, Kayla Tausche. Still to come this morning, we'll get Kramer's Mad Dash. We'll count down to the opening bell. Future is still decidedly weak. Walk on the streets back in a moment. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. 
like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Welcome back. Time for a mad dash as we come down to an opening bell. Of course, it is Tuesday. Don't forget, but we're going to start the trading week about seven minutes from now. Molson Coors. I include it because beer is a, is consumed equal amounts in recession and going and just a regular economy. Now, this company reports today. I thought this was very very interesting. Miller Lite and Coors Light are beating Bud Light. That's the first time that has happened in ages. They have a premium and super premium. Super premium is still doing well. Now, what does this say? The rich are still spending at highest prices. So people are going out. They're drinking Molson Coors. Uh, the numbers were very clear beat. Uh, this, this is one to watch because people did not like Bud. They didn't like the number. I think that this is a stock with a 3% yield that is worth watching. Okay. Because I happen to like the beer category in a, a period when you're uncertain. What about Constellation Brands? I, I mean, Constellation Brands is a very big position. A for, yep, very big position for my travel trust. That's a cash flow story. Mm-hmm. That's a Modelo Corona. Uh, do have some premiums, but they tend not to be premium. They have some good spirits. Uh, the the outlier there is Pacifico, which I think they're not choosing to spend enough on. I think it's a terrific brew. But the Modelo uh, Espresso is that's by far the strongest. This has not done well. One of the no. reasons I've not done well is that there is they sell into California and the weather was bad in California. That's what caused that. The weather in California the last six weeks has been good. People who are deciding that this is a weather story will be gravely mistaken. It is a cash flow story, and that, for people who know the stock, means it can go much higher. So I like the stock. Uh, I think that it's up 5% for the year. David, the category itself, spirits, has not exceeded expectations, but beer is still good. Yeah. You no longer have that frontline view, though, from the bar. No, I don't. Because yeah. of uh, Fosforo, my wife's mezcal company, we had to divest so the bar. Because the federal laws called Tide House Rules, T-I-E-D, 1934, say you have to do it. Post-prohibition, had to sell the restaurant. All right. Don't forget, uh, of course, we got an opening bell and that you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast five minutes before we get started with trading. This is really the same old story. Uh, Corporations do uh, stock buybacks. They do big dividend checks. They lay off workers. Thousands of workers have been laid off from Norfolk Southern. Uh, Then they they don't invest in safety rules and safety regulations. And this kind of thing happens. That's why people in East Palestine are so upset. They know know that, that corporate lobbyists have had far too much influence in our government. Uh, and they see this as the result. And this kind of thing shouldn't happen. At Senator Sherrod Brown of Ohio on CNN yesterday, blasting Norfolk Southern for the train derailment in East Palestine. Don't miss Morgan Brennan's interview with the CEO, Alan Shaw, this afternoon on Closing Bell Overtime. That's coming up at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Jim, we've not gotten a chance to discuss this with you. Actually got an upgrade to today over at Wolf of yeah. NBC. Yeah, I understand that. In my, uh, I had a nice exchange this morning with Alan Shaw. I know the CEO, 
Hey, look, he says every test has shown that air and water are clean. Now, obviously, there's the plaintiff's bar really making hay with this one. I don't blame them because anything that every derailment, I covered a derailment once, a really serious derailment when I was a reporter. And these things, if they affect the groundwater, if they affect the air, then they are a nightmare. But I know that Shaw's going there. I don't necessarily want to say, David, that the reason why this happened is because of cutbacks and because of layoffs, because I think that's too pat. No, but uh, it's, it's just too packed. To there's me. also a focus on the braking systems of the trains and the fact that they've been able to, to resist pneumatic brakes using them in each of the cars, which could conceivably have well, that'll be uh, helped and helpful. But that, that kind of gets to some of the crux of, the, of what I think Brown was talking about in terms of the rails being able to sort of push back on increased costs. Well, on the, on the We don't know the insurance situation. We certainly don't know exactly what the long tail exposure is, but we do know this. These things tend to not hit the earnings hard enough to sell the stock. Hence why you might want to buy it on the weakness. I'm not recommending that, but I, I happen to like the rails yep. very much. Uh, Wolf's target is uh, 255, by the way. Here's the opening bell and the CNBC real-time exchange. At the big board, it's medical robotics maker Ascensus Surgical uh, to recognize a new era of performance-guided surgery. At the NASDAQ, it's Swedish industrial group Atlas Copco celebrating 150 years as we're back below 40.50. Jim, where, where do you think the, uh, the psychological pivot is right now, the, the, the pain thresholds, let's well, say? Well, when I watch the futures go down in lockstep with the tenure, uh, I just say to myself, the poor positioning of so many uh, investors, hedge fund, mutual fund, whatever, uh, by thinking that we were somehow going to get it so that we'd have a recession and the tenure would be right, is being uh, disproved on a daily basis. David, the tenure is going up to where it should be in terms of interest rate. We're not going to have the Fed cease raising rates anytime soon, and we're not going to have recession. The tenure is the out of whack one. 3.9. Why couldn't that be 5.2 in keeping with at least the two-year? Well, there are people who believe it eventually will be. Yes, I, and I'm one of those. You are, but not, yes, not quite yet. No, but you have to go through a house of pain to get there. Yes, you do. Potentially, you do. But there are, are you, Have you revised any of your thoughts after last week's numbers and what we've seen? I mean, because there are a number of economists or people who we listen to, at least, who seem to think that we are going to end at a higher terminal rate and stay there longer. Well, I and think part of the sell-off from last week. We've been there before. I mean, there seems to be no institutional memory of the long-term view of what we've always felt the Fed funds rate were. We had this abnormally low period. And David, you, we've all lived through 5%, 6%, and we bought a lot of stocks there. We, we've made that point a number of times. I mean, of course, the dot-com boom came during a period like that. Right. Uh, but, and there was plenty of capital around as well. well. But the adjustment period can be kind of difficult. Well, I, I, I would tell anyone, particularly anyone who is of the older cohort, what a, what a bonanza. Uh, you ought to have some fixed income. I've not put bonds in the mix for a long time. Not the tenure. I mean, the notes. I think the notes are off a real value. Uh, by the way, your cash reserve, your mutual, where you just have your, where you have your mutual fund, you can switch and get a really great price. And there's nothing wrong. It's not a defeat. It's not a feat to own notes. It is opportunity, given the fact that, to some degree, I think these rates had to go higher for a little bit longer. We don't know for how long. I mean, that longer higher is, to me, uh, one quarter away from lower CPI. We feel cheap. Look, the CPI was still bad for apparel. I mean, it's crazy. For apparel, you get hit by apparel when you walk down the street. 
yeah, we've been watching the two-year, even the six-month, Jim, uh, with some pretty astounding yields in, well, in terms of places to park. So when Mike Wilson of, of Morgan Stanley says that we're in some kind of speculative frenzy and the global frenzy. liquidity has allowed stocks to survive uh, longer than they arguably should have. Speculative frenzy, what, in the two-year? I mean, speculative frenzy in stocks? I, that's, I mean, what that's what does question. he want? What kind of multiple pressure is multiple that does he want? We already had a collapse of a lot of stocks that were involved with what I would just the broad rubric of uh, enterprise software. Uh, we've had tremendous declines in uh, pretty much every tech company. So I, I think the frenzy is he speaking of the Intel frenzy to get out? <laughs> what is it? What frenzy has he got there? That's a terrible, terrible. So there's a terrible exit. It's like a bad, you know, football game in. Britain, Liverpool loses, and they're finally getting out of Intel. Mm -hmm. To use it, to bend an analogy to yes, far further than it should go. You've taken it way farther, but that's okay. Well, you I'm do just that trying to day. find something that describes the frenzy that, that Mike will. But here's Mike. Mike, listen to me, Mike. You, you know, you said it would go up, and now it's coming down. Just stick with the game. Stick with your game plan. Don't mock the, the frenzy. Yeah. He was on Squawk and sort of put this call. By the way, he still says that S&P 3K is a possibility uh, in the first half. But here's what he said, uh, sort of putting it into context of prior downturns. Take a listen. Some of those retailer uh, results this morning kind of prove our thesis again, which is that profitability is the question, right? This is, you know, inflation increases your operating leverage, and that cycle has turned down. We'll get through it. This is not the end of the world. This is not 2008. Uh, there's not going to be a financial crisis. This is just a good old-fashioned earnings recession because of the over-earning that we enjoyed during COVID. Do Walmart and Home Depot prove his case? Okay, so when I uh, when Home Depot reported the stock was down 16, it's now, let's see, Mike, uh, was down 16, now Home Depot is down 11. Walmart was down 5, and now it's down one half. So I think that if you include those as exhibit A and B, it's a moving case. And Mike, the prostitution rests. <laughs> there was some discussion that uh, the buy side numbers on Depot are more in line with what actually got printed. Well, <laughs> Ted Decker. I mean, look, I, you, there are two things that these analysts need to do. They should have dinner with Ted and they should go to the stores. And what they recognize is that Ted Decker decided that business, David, is good enough to put one of the biggest dividend increases through, yes. which he can't cut, and everything else is kind of okay. I mean, do I think that they're going to cut prices if, if, the, if Louisiana Pacific, which had bad numbers, is going to cut prices for lumber? Uh, they're going to cut prices for inputs? I don't know. I say the stock was high for no real reason. Now the stock's come down. Kind of, it's kind of interesting. Um, it's interesting. Speaking of earnings, uh, let me get your take on NVIDIA. They report yeah. this week. They report this week. Um, I thought as soon as I want to make sure I know when. But, you know, where are you right now on the expectations there? And then more broadly speaking, I mean, you, you can't go more than an hour without hearing about chat GPT. Right. Well, AI. Um, everything that that is going to mean potentially, not just for business, but for society. In March, Jensen Wong, the CEO, is going to outline the future in AI. NVIDIA does report to right. But Colette Kress, who's the CFO, is not someone who's going to say, I see the earth move, okay? Colette Kress is going to go over the numbers. My travel trust has a big position in NVIDIA. And she's going to stick to what I regard as being not pie in the sky, 
but this, the short near term, because Jensen hasn't outlined exactly what he sees. And when he outlines what he sees, that's pretty much what determines the earnings. So if you're buying the stock ahead of some sort of miracle we are CGPT platform, Colette Crest is not going to give that to you. She is way too conservative. And she's a very good CFO, and she's going to tell you how the business is doing. Will she say, listen, we're really a gaming company? No, they're far more than that. Will she talk about how China, the rules are hurting China, uh, the, their sales in China? Yes, because the, she's a completely legitimate CFO. Will she say that CG is the biggest opportunity ever? I think she'll say, we have to see what Jensen says about the opportunity, because it's Jensen's baby. And I, I've talked to Jensen about it. He has a tremendous vision, but he's not going to say, listen, it's going to translate into $6.30 per share next year. That's not the way they play it. Some of these, some of the CFOs. When are we going to hear from him? When are we getting the big big March? He's got a great March March presentation. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, getting ahead of that presentation is wrong because he really is the father. I know Cloudflare, by the way, really trying to make a claim. Right. So when we look back at what. Who you have the fathers use- were for the end of civilization, Sam Altman or Jensen Wong or Mark Zuckerberg? Which of the three? Well, certainly not Mark Zuckerberg. No. He's in a retrenchment mode. What is he, he going to do with that Farley building? That's a Vernado contract? Well, they've leased the space, right? Why? Are they not putting Can any employees in the, far- in the Farley building? I think they- that, look, they could limit You're referring to Meta. You're referring to a building here where obviously no. not that long ago well, they agreed to a long-term lease right, of significant they, and square they footage. Good, they got a really good price. I'm just saying that it's they very don't nice need that. nice over there, by the way. There's some good restaurants now. It's fabulous. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought it up. Uh, NVIDIA, <laughs> Carl, is what you have to use. They're supercomputers. They also have software. Uh, Again, you find these companies in the first quarter not anxious to put in pie in the sky uh, uh, estimates that then they will serially miss every quarter. Colette Crest is a great CFO, and I know this is punting, but let's see what she says. Because she's not going to put a price tag on She did misjudge the arm acquisition badly. No, like Joey Brown, David, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. One of the great closing lines of any movie. By the way, uh, BMO today does up their target to 240. I wish they hadn't done that. See, that's the kind uh, of thing. They see it's and on then, data center. Well, yeah, okay, great. Yeah, data center, retre- every data center is retrenching. I even have people who are in the business of building data centers. And they're saying, listen, not building like they used to. Amazon is trying to retrench furious in data centers. Don't pin your hopes on data center. That is just ill-advised. Interesting. Not Interesting. data centers. Benjamin, data centers. No. No. No, they're not like plastics. No, it's not like plastics. Exactly. No. How do you data, mean? Look, the data center business, I mean, go speak to the people who build data centers. They wish they were building more data centers. It's not the growth engine that it was. Yeah. I mean, it's a big part of, say, Meta's CapEx guidance. And I got to ask you about this subscription plan now. Right. It seems social media is moving to this professional content creator model. It, I think Mark, if I may be so bold as to call course, him that, of course, sure. is envious of the subscription model because it's just bingo and it's been you know, putting it out slowly. To me, he was trying much more to do a service revenue stream a la Apple versus a YouTube stream a la Google Alphabet, which means that uh, ultimately the next thing you're going to see, I think, is the monetization of WhatsApp, which I believe is a $100 billion company buried within this juggernaut now that he's got going. Gonna, what are they going to do? Are they going to start charging us? That's, that so, was my so point. Elon's going to charge you it for It works really well. Everything. I love, love No one even knows what double verification two is. kids away and it's do I great. Have to, do, I get double, do I have to get paid and show his space launch? Do I pay him to spell the space launch? Mm-hmm. Or do I pay, or does he pay me? Uh, no, I, 
No, I just don't think that you want to sell Meta because I think that he, his level of pivot is the greatest level of pivot I've seen. Pivot being the operative term for people who just dropped, who are on Mars right now, meaning that, you know what, I'm going for broke with profit, not with refs. Mm -hmm. But he needs to do, he, has, he overexpanded in a way that was so um, uh, suboptimal. Yes, that it he was. Has, I almost said reckless, but that wouldn't do me any good. No, but reckless was the right word. He used, well, it. he used it. Not like I'm, like I'm sitting here. I'm not guys. Yeah, yes, I'm not one of those analysts who, when it's bad, says congratulations. I know. Because they don't want to lose. They want don't want to lose the call. They don't want to. Well, they don't want to lose access. On that tonight. They don't want to lose access. Congratulations means please don't keep me from getting a call after this. Yeah, I, I, right. I can't be too mean, otherwise I'll never be able to get access to you. Exactly. And it's a, still an issue for analysts. He knows the game. He knows the game. Um, guys, uh, I wanted to stay focused on something we haven't talked about in a little Are bit. Are you doing Activision? No, I'm not. Oh. I'm not. I'm doing Credit Suisse. 52-week gold time low. Credit Suisse uh, in the favor report today. The reason is that the uh, outflows continue, and they have to stop, uh, and they have to stop immediately. They're also. What do you mean as, they have to stop? You, as they in, stopped at B read. As in the outflows. Uh, well, no. I mean they they have slowed, and here they've slowed as well, but they haven't stopped. And you do get to a point where you've got to be concerned to a certain extent, or at least have some questions about liquidity. They're doing many things at Credit Suisse in terms of cutting costs. Obviously, we heard from the company what, um, back on uh, the 9th of February when it reported earnings. But what we learned then as well is that while outflows had moderated, certainly, um, they hadn't fully stopped in December. And that doesn't quite square up, at least, with some comments from the chairman at the time that had indicated that they had. And so there's a Reuters story as well. doesn't help things here saying that Credit Suisse's chairman's comments have drawn scrutiny from the financial watchdog in Switzerland. Specifically, the idea being that he gave the sense that outflows, that is assets at the asset management, wealth management uh, part of the company, uh, had ceased. That was a positive. The stock went up. And what did they do? They issued $4 billion worth of stock. The Saudis bought a bunch of it. Remember, it was a $10 billion market value, so 40% dilution there. It did raise the market value to as high as 14 billion briefly. Problem now is that with the stock down yet again, you're talking about approaching the same level you were at prior to that huge equity raise. And so once again, you've got people wondering, or at least curious about uh, liquidity. Can you move faster? They are on a, a significant cost cutting drive. They've committed to significant actions through 2025. Um, there is a sense of urgency, certainly from what I hear. But that said, guys, it's you got to watch it because um, you know how these things can go. And with the stock price continuing to tick down, not that badly today, but nonetheless back towards that level it was when they issued all of that stock, it does certainly raise some questions and pressure on Credit Suisse overall. And what's interesting here is there had been an assumption, perhaps in some ways, that assets were kind of sticky Meaning you're just not going to move, but they're not. It's easy to do. You probably do it all oh, the time. Geez, it's easy to just do. transfer a, a wire transfer and you're done. And go across the street to Julius Baer or wherever you want. It was commercial transfer. Um, and so those assets, the, you know, whatever it is, okay, had, brilliant, have not. When did this start? How did this started quite some time ago because of the continued deterioration in the financials of the company. But right, the fact that they're. Banking franchise hasn't been doing well. The fact that capital markets, you know, so many different areas, uh, that's kind of where 
it's gone. I mean, you're talking about a company that's had a turnover in its CEO suite or, or chairman suite endlessly, board of directors that has been uh, changed considerably, uh, and has financial performance that has been horrid. People may not recall that this was perhaps one, I mean, when I got out, when I got out graduate school, this was the toughest job to get. I know, I know. How this now, happened? by the way, remember the US, the US part is being, you know, they bought Michael Klein's firm. He is now taking that, separating it out. Uh, of course, it remains unclear how many people he's gonna be able to keep at uh, Credit Suisse, how many of the best performers will stay with the possibility of getting significant equity in this new company once it is uh, officially split off. But uh, got to keep an eye on that, guys. So want to continue to do that because, as you say, this is a great franchise. This is still obviously a very significant wealth manager very in worse. Europe. Very um, worse. You're right. And to uh, you know the question about its future continued, given those outflows. Again, uh, you got to just stop them completely. Get them going the other way. Wow. For all I know, I had to do some work. Could be a bargain for heaven's sake. <laughs> maybe they have to do another. Maybe they have to do some sort of more dilution. Really? Yeah. Well. I don't know. All right. It's not Bed Bath & Beyond. No. Meantime, uh, getting some PMIs out a couple moments ago. Let's get to Rick Santelli for that. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Carl. Yes, S&P Global PMIs, the manufacturing PMI, and these are all preliminary February numbers. Comes in at 47.8, a bit better than expected. That is, uh, let's see, one, two, three, fourth sub 50 in a row. Fourth sub 50 in a row, but 47.8 actually is the best read going back to October of last year. Now, if we look at the services side, expecting a number right around 47 and change, we popped above 50. So we stopped the run at seven of sub 50s, 50.5. 50.5, that is the best level going back to June of last year. And finally, the S&P Global Composite PMI of 47 and a half is what we're expecting. Once again, we stop at seven on sub 50. We pop over 50, 50.2 on the composite. And that is also the best read since June. We see interest rates have ticked up a bit on that as they should. It's better for the economy. Maybe it brings the Fed a bit closer as we watch the stock market tick down as well. And... Squawk on the Street will return after a short break. Now down almost 400 to start this holiday shortened week. You got uh, all 30 components in the red, all S&P sectors in the red, and elevated VIX today as we're back to 22 and a half. Take a short break here. Be back in a moment. High stakes for big tech at the Supreme Court. This morning, the justices will hear a case in which the plaintiff seeks to hold Google liable for the 2015 death of a woman in a terrorist attack. The suit taking aim at Section 230, which provides that legal shield over Google, Facebook, and other social media firms regarding what users post online early here, Jim. But what, what is your thinking as well, this comes This together? conservative court that I think would lean toward not liking 
big tech. But uh, Chief Justice Roberts is on the merits guy, and I think he's going to say, look, there is an element where you have to protect their, their version of free speech for 230. We've got to stick with the law until the law is overturned. He's not going to make law. That's not his style, and he's very rigorous. So you'll be watching for uh, indications well, of... Um, will they try to make... Leg- yeah. Are they going to try to legislate this new, the new Republican court? I don't think they're going to try to legislate because I don't think Robert's going to let them. Yeah. Well, even just legislatively, just they with the margin of Congress. Right? I was going to say, let's punt to Congress. That, that's my view of it. I, I have great... I hold him in high esteem, Roberts. He's managed to be able to really, I, I think, not infuriate either side other than, on, you know, obviously abortion is hot, but, but on, on business, he's been very straight down the middle. Don't let Congress right. change the law. Uh, that'll stay on, on our radar. In the meantime, let's get to uh, stop trading. Look, this if you want to buy something today in an era where it seems like the whole market's down, there's three firms that upgraded, raised price targets of Deer. I thought Deer's quarter was exceptional. The Feed the World thesis continues. Uh, their construction equipment is terrific. That's the one to watch because you don't get three uh, price target boosts on a down day without thinking, you know what, that's where I should be. So they, let's go there. Uh, Ingersoll Rand, we didn't mention, but almost a one-year high. They got above. Ingersoll Rand is just the classic tool and die kind of name that's working. And it's very infuriating to people because these companies are uh, not tech. They, they seem you know, very uh, old-school economy. But Ingersoll Rand is going to benefit from infrastructure. Infrastructure is big. And people seem to forget that that's a secular spending cycle that's going on, not cyclical. Secular. So Walmart tonight. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, you know, Doug is this, Doug is this uh, Howard Schultz is, uh, this is really his swan song. Chooses to come with mad money. I'm thrilled. The cash reports after today, uh, I, this child trust is a big position in cash Aurora, and you can read why we took it uh, if you're a member of the club. But Nikesh Aurora was the first to pivot, the first to recognize, you know what? People don't want willy-nilly revenue growth. They want profitable growth. And boy, there's nothing better than profitable growth. No. Although a big story today in the journal about margins actually were pay, you know, coming down substantially and not, with him. not impacting the view of stocks that much. Well, I'll watch you tonight when I get home. You'll watch, oh, you mean my doppelganger. Last of Us. Yeah. Oh, yes. Last of Us, yeah. Which, but you're, you represent three, right? Yours. Well, I'm, I'm up to date. Our theory is, by the way, that, that David is Pedro Pascal, just I, having I shaved. Didn't, all those and years that, he was talking about Narcos, I never watched I, it. I just now I watch be, this show and I'm like, <laughs> in, in when I was, that 19, looks when like I was a 19, I was Bernthal. <laughs> You're right now. Wow. Did, were you, I loved you in uh, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. <laughs> I like Mandalorian. Yeah, It's not easy to wear that thing for hard Some to people see. liked him in Narcos. Hard to see. I can't. I got, you got phased out in Narcos too soon. <laughs> Jim, it's good to have you back. Thanks. See you tonight. Good to be here. Bad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Dow down almost 400 to start this week. Don't go anywhere. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with P. Jim, a leading global asset manager.